If Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's first. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Sending out good vibes. be a part of a greater force for good in the world. Um, but you don't do that by adopting a partisan position or a philosophy or a political agenda. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America Show. We are going to be chatting with Reed Summers a little bit later. We get into uh, maybe the alien agenda a little bit. Would be interdimensional, some channeling done by his father back in the day. And uh, yeah, it's a fun chat, interesting chat. And we got everybody's favorite interviewer over here. Graham, maybe C study and ain't such a good idea, Dunlop. How's it going, buddy? I'm okay. Actually, you know what? It, it did, honestly, it did. Scared straight. No, no, no. It just got me thinking, man. Like it, it is, there's, there's a, there's a core part of it that makes some common sense. You know, that there that we if you if you believe that we've been visited for so long, which I do believe that we've been visited off and on or whatever, and there is some coordination between powers that be or whatever and them, then why like why don't we have disclosure or why you know what I mean? It makes you wonder. Oh, so so your own logic can actually back you into a corner on this one. Yeah. In because a way, yeah. If they're here and they're working with the government in some or capacity. Or whatever, like whatever you elite they are, thing, Yeah, then, then you know. Then that means then that they is, might just pick you up and drop you off at the gulag. No, I'm not worried about I'm not worried about anything physical from them. No? Really. No, I don't care. You worry about them following you home? No. No, no that, that doesn't scare me. It's the overarching, like, why do they have us, like, the earth under their thumb in a way, right? Yeah, because they're demonic. No, I'm not saying that either. But they could be. That seems to be what Reed was leaning towards. <clears throat> you think? That's the sense I got. I mean, I've been talking to some other people about that lately as well. About what? About demonic entities. <laughs> really? Alien crap. Really? Yeah. Well, actually, it got stirred by talking about you and your sea setting and yeah. the fact that Reed Summers might have scared you straight. And it's actually a friend of the show, Mr. Al, that uh, mentioned he's like, well, yeah, he's like, I think there could be some trouble there too. Which is interesting is that both sides of it. That was actually just, yeah, last night he was mentioning that. Hmm. That that When I mentioned offhandedly that you might be reconsidering C-setting because of the interview with Reed Summers, he actually got pretty excited and thought that that was probably a good idea. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. It's inter- it is interesting. I'm not uh, a big alien channeler, so I don't think I worry about that too much. But I worry about you out there now. I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about like an event or anything like that. It's just the overarching, like if you're communicating with whatever, like the way, I mean, I, I should go through my notes a little bit before we speak too much, but you know, the, well, we're gonna, it's like, it's gonna like the people the that interview. have, it's like the people that have 
or the the, uh, the aliens that have come here and made contact are sort of like they're bucking the system in a way, right? They're the ones that we should be watching out for. And the good ones that are sitting back, they can't get involved, seems like to me. Because Only of the prime through, directive? Like, yeah, kind of. Interesting. So I they kind of have to warn us in an indirect way or something. I don't know. It's just really interesting to, to think about it. And we've made contact with something out there, right? I mean, there's something's flashing us. Something is flying by silently. Like we're we're making contact, some you know, something. Hmm. Interesting. I but think you should it, keep right? going. And why and why can't we have you know peace or disclosure if they are making contact? Why can't it just be better? I wonder if it's the right same now. stuff people make contact with on psychedelics. Well, that's the whole thing right there's i think there's many levels of contact but dmt experiences sure seem to be similar to that huh the more you know well we've got dick con coming on the show end of the month next week cool uh about that about uh occult and trying to talk to people on dmt so i mean that'll be a great little rundown on that stuff yeah we should do more on magic and the occult too i'm definitely interested in, in more of that i'm gonna do another uh spirit journey Early in November. That's what you're calling them now? Yeah. Spirit journeys? I'm going to go to the other side, see what I can figure out. <laughs> so how did you, what made back. you, what made you think of that instead of like your a DMT trip, it's a spirit journey? Vision quest. Vision quest? Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually got so that I, from Young Guns. Oh, did you? When Who's they that? go and eat the peyote out in the woods. Oh, Young Guns. You never guns. seen Young Guns? Oh, the movie. Billy Westavez, oh, Billy uh, the Kid, you know, I used to love that shit. That's why I became such a huge Bon Jovi fan back in the day. Because Bon wow. Jovi somehow... Managed to do both soundtracks. Every song is Bon Jovi. Really? Yeah. Wanted. Is that where that came yeah, from? Really? Exactly. Yeah. Maybe it's oh. not all Bon Jovi, but that's how I remember it. I thought he was riding a steel horse in that song. Well, come on. It's Bon Jovi. Well, it's... You know, I should watch those again. You know, those, those are my favorite fucking movies back then. I used to dream about being Billy the Kid. <laughs> it was either... If I didn't become a, a podcaster, I would have probably became a outlaw. <laughs> Nice. Might still. Yeah. I'm an outlaw podcaster in some sense. Better be careful on those spirit journeys. I might get kidnapped. Yeah. By your alien friends. Maybe I'm going to convince them to kidnap you on one of my spirit journeys. There you go. Take your, take your fucking joyriding. So what do you got? Should I open the mail first? Oh, uh, sure. Do I don't know. Need, whatever you want to do, dude. I, don't know, I got stall? lots of stuff, so... Lots. That's yeah. a good sign. I'm just trying to find this uh, Berenstein Bears picture because we're going to have to cancel the show due to lack of feedback there for a while. No, I got lots of feedback. Get out a pen and paper. Oh, so I got to say, um, found it. Skanky Outlet in yep. the chat. Yep. He was going to send us something. It's uh, it's a so I, I wanted to mention no, but she also sent us something. Oh. And I just wanted to mention. No, she didn't. Yes, she did. No, she didn't. She texted me the picture of the address when she finally figured it out. So that's why I want to mention that if you go to grimerica.ca slash contact, the P.O. Box address is there. Yeah. Because she mentioned that she went back through a couple intros to find the jingle. Oh, my and God. And replay it a couple times. Until it's in the show notes, too. It's in the, is it? I don't think it is. Contact slash contact is in the oh, show notes. So you could just click it. Just click it. Just Everything's in the show notes, you guys. <laughs> Honestly, none of you guys ever go in the show notes. I can tell how many people check the show notes. No, really? No. Don't tell me. I, it's like, I don't, I'm don't not, not going to tell you. I always go in show notes. So am I the only guy that goes in show notes? 
before I almost go to every before I listen to a podcast, I almost always check out what it is and go. That's because you're a show notes guy. What? Of course you would. Be. No, 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 no. It's not because I do the show notes. It's because do... I want to know what the episode's about. So did you do that before you were a show notes guy? Yeah, that's probably okay. why I do show notes. Because because show notes because I do everything else. <laughs> hey man, I'm trying to manage all the listener emails here too. You also are the uh, interview talent. You do all the research <laughs> oh for the God. shows. I that's don't do right. that. So that's why I let you hours off the hook. upon hours of research. Oh, that's why you let me off the hook. Yeah. And write this down, or a pencil. But hey, back to this. She said that she she, she realizes it's twenty five bucks to mail a soft cover book. Really? Yeah. Didn't you see that note that she says I'm going to bring it up in person or something? Oh well, I'm going to. Uh, no, you're always down there. I'm going to go to Spokane soon. Of course you are. Well, we got more and more people. I keep finding more people in Spokane. I want to go see Benny. Yeah, cool. I like to go check out the dispensaries. And Buddy's looks like he's got a sweet little psychedelic room there. With those like you know those like crazy boxes that change color to the music and stuff. They're like a weird little lamp, and it's an LED lamp, and they change colors. Anyway, Buddy's got two towers. I'm like ten feet tall with another one. Like you hook that up to some crazy music, and they all change colors. Oh, that would be wild on some mushrooms. Yeah, cool. Ooh, this came from across the pond. Nice. From, so that uh, wasn't the one you were expecting as well? You are expecting no. something else? I'm expecting a care package. Care package? This is not a care package. This is just feedback. A care package will not be opened on the show. Okay. <laughs> uh, sender, should I stay the, say the whole name? Well, open it first, maybe. What's uh, Cambusnathan? I don't know. The iPad just died. It was at like 8%. I think that, you know, honestly, we do a show every week. We do intro. Oh, that's the orb. Adventures beyond the ultra world. That's unbelievable. That's like the my. That's like what you can't find. I can't believe somebody sent that. That's Little, fantastic. There's no note or anything. That's fantastic. Somebody sent me. The, it's it's like two disc. The or? actual two disc. The orbs. What's it called again? I always like it's called the uh, the orbs adventures beyond the ultra world. And it's got like little cracks in the CD case, just like mine did. It's probably got scratch marks from. So how did that get here? Did you ask things? for that or anything? No, people just were talking about, uh, you know, the orb and I brought it up and how this is like one of the best albums. You can't get this on iTunes. Like this is the one that they oh, don't so that provide you electronically. You the, someone needs to send you the Def Leppard album now too. Yeah. That would be, uh, that would be uh, not on through the night, but the next one from 1981, high and dry. What month? I don't know. What month from nineteen? Well, maybe it was March, and your favorite album would have came out the same month I was born as your yeah, favorite maybe. person. Maybe. Well, you can have that. That's for you. Okay. There's no note or anything, so I don't well, know if you can say his name. Throw him under the bus. Well, uh, Stevie McFadden from. Jeez, uh, yeah. What is that? Campinsen. Well, I thought it was from across the pond, but I don't think Stevie's from across the pond. Oh, that might be from, uh, that looks like a, uh, that looks like a. Lennox seems like a UK thing. Yeah, it does totally. But what is that? That's a postal code. So it seems like it's from Canada somewhere. Anyways, thank you very much, Stevie. Thank you very much. I'm going to be jabbing the orb on the way home from the studio now. I don't have a CD player in the car, dude. I'm going to have to find a way to get that into my electronic device.
Since I can't do it through iTunes anymore, maybe right. I just have Knight it. Knight Rider doesn't have a fucking CD player. No, really? I don't think so. My truck Should has a built-in like eight-disc changer. Should I check? Maybe I didn't I even, even realize. Know. Maybe I don't even know. I didn't even realize for a couple of years because it's like down inside the center console. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> CD player? <sighs> Why did they even bother putting that in there? I could have just used more storage." So what else you got? Well, I got some, U- I mean, I think this notes? is an appropriate uh, for some UFO sightings I've been saving up from listeners. Or you can go to the voicemail. Okay, you go first. Well, <clears throat> so this is from, uh, from Todd. He says, I gladly contribute five bucks a month to your efforts. I sent Thanks, you, Todd. We love you. I sent you a photo of the Berenstein bear toy. So this is a long time ago, but I, I just been sort of saved. I save things, you know, for appropriate times, right? Um, this, this Berenstein bear toy had two spellings on the tag. Have you seen this? Did you see this yet? No. So it's, it's got a toy. It's a, one of those squishy toys. Yeah. And it says the Berenstein bears on the top. And then the bottom, it says nine inch Berenstein Papa bear. So now, how does that how does that actually, you know, add to the conspiracy of the Mandela effect when something has both spellings right on the same toy? Like I'm pretty sure that's not an edited. Well, to me, the Mandela effect isn't a conspiracy. So, what do you mean? Well, it's okay. Because mystery. Of my okay, not a conspiracy. Reality, mystery then. Mystery says that it's malleable and that the past could be changed <sighs> if enough people. Think it's Berenstein, then it becomes Berenstein. Then so the, what the about universe, this one? They couldn't decide. The like, universe you know, missed a spot. The, the universe, <laughs> this is just the total it glimpse been, of it. It must have been sitting on like an organ or something that the universe can't see through. Like maybe, uh, what do you think? Maybe this it was sitting, can, the, the maybe it was sitting on a the... copper plate. So the universe could see the top spelling, but it couldn't see the spelling on the underside because the copper was blocking it. Or tinfoil? I don't know. I'm just making stuff up now. So I'm going to read his, uh, his sightings. So I'm 46 years old. I've always camped outside, hunted, fishing, trapping, hiking, the like. Around 1996, I bought a large camper, placed it in full-time campground. This is in Sterling, Michigan, USA. Anyway, first year, notice the lights you speak about. Flash bulbs and moving lights. But these would change direction and many would come together, sit and hang out. Things, then many things after. Shoot off fast, move off slow. Anyway, every year since, they've been getting lower and closer to us. Last few years, last five for sure. We see them start way off up high, and then it's like they notice us watching them. Last five years, every year lower and closer. They come down and circle us at treetop level now. They get so close it creeps me out. I've really tried to learn all I can about them. The fairy lights, tales of them get me creeped out. I mean, treetop level within 100 yards, 100 meters or so, I could elaborate. I also ask them questions, and they do blink. In the last few years, I quit asking questions because they come too close for my comfort. Shoot one. Ah, oh, dude. They probably wouldn't even come by if you got a gun. You think they could tell? Maybe a bow and arrow. They might not know that that's a weapon. That's Shoot pretty, them with a bow and arrow. That's pretty racist 100, thing to say. What? How so? Saying my people's weapons aren't considered weapons? Dude, they were using the bows and arrows on the step like 7,000 years ago. That's right. That's where my people came from. 7,000? 
No, maybe like 3,000, 4,000. Off it, horseback. Less than that. When did the Off Mongols horseback. run rim shot on that well, that's, shit? Well, yeah, but that, I mean, it was before that in the step when they're using bows off of horsebacks. Anyways. So you don't think nothing you to do with Because you know what? I don't think I want to shoot Bigfoot anymore. Really? Yeah. But oh. I, I think I'm okay with shooting the lights. Make sure it's not a helicopter or something. You could get, actually, you know what? I take that back. Don't shoot at any lights in the night sky in the dark. That's a fucking terrible idea. Don't shoot. <laughs> what if you know it's an orb? There's always one person out there that might take it seriously. Yeah. Don't shoot n- guns off in the night at lights. At, any, at all. At really. all. Yeah. Make sure you're in a group of other people when you do this with the light sky that you speak of. That's interesting because I've thought about going out on my own. It's probably not a good idea. Isn't it funny how that works? I was, when me and Jay were out in the walking around the bush, and it's you never did talk about that. And it's like as long as Jay's there, it's fine. Or if any other human is there, you know, because even you go out in the woods with the with yeah. with the girl, yeah. Or even with my kids, I'm not spooked. But I was like, when I was out there, because I go out hiking with my kids, just the three of us, and I'm not spooked. Mind you, it's not the middle of the fucking night then either. It's that, it's different at night. Yeah, with the kids, it might be different at night. But I just, you know, there's that weird thing, just having another human, even if they're like yeah. smaller than you or whatever. Just having another human being around kind of makes it seem. So with Jay, it's because I know I could outrun him. <laughs> <laughs> so did I tell you what happened with Jay? No, he didn't. No. Okay, so we all met for breakfast with uh, Brian from the Hat. Yeah. I finally got to meet Brian from the Hat and his clever mustache. Yep. And... uh they bring this, uh, so we're all having breakfast, and they bring this, uh, I mean, I thought it was a thing of coffee, too, <laughs> but it was actually, so they bring out this thing, and it looks like coffee, it's, it, we feel it, and it's warm, so it's like, it's got to be coffee. So where? So you're at a restaurant? Yeah, we're at and they the, bring the out Blackfoot a, they bring co- out, Coffee, okay, okay. the Blackfoot Diner there, yeah. Kevin, and they bring out, I guess it was heated up syrup. Okay. But it looked like coffee. It was warm. And it's like, why would the syrup be that warm? So anyway, Jay, I love that. Jay, Jay, Jay poured himself the fucking <laughs> cup of it. And he starts drinking it. it he actually thing. started drinking it? Well, he had a sip before he realized okay. it was uh, yeah. the syrup. Okay. So I've been calling him Buddy the Elf ever since then. It was pretty funny. Yeah. I was laughing. So anyway, Brian split it with him. <laughs> so in the end, they actually they ended up drinking the cup of syrup. They split it between them. And they actually drank it? They drank it. I hope it wasn't like Aunt so Jemima. Like, they took like the half syrup each and topped it off with coffee. Well, Brian puts syrup in his coffee at home. Oh, does he? Yeah. Uh, and I've and I i done that before too. Instead of sugar. You just put the syrup in. Huh. Real Canadian maple syrup. But was it, the, the trick is, I mean, if they bring you that, they better I be guarantee real Canadian. No, there's no way. Because that Aunt Jemima stuff is just syrup. like all completely that fake. Like no, it's not even food. corn syrup. It's not even food. It's like a bunch of chemicals plus high fructose and that's about it. Man, I saw a great video about the high fructose corn syrup and the, the James Corbett actually from the Corbett Report wrote one about lies, damn lies that talk about the food pyramid and how fucked up it is in the States and Canada. It's a mess. Over the decades, oh my God, the corruption and the and the joke and how it changed over time to basically give you no advice at all. Oh, brutal. It's all based on bread and grains. Uh-huh. That's like the base of the pyramid. <laughs> Anyways, so we're getting off track. But I thought you had to talk about your experience with Jay out in the woods. 
Oh, well, I mean, I wasn't really squatching. Why not? I'm not a big Bigfoot guy. I mean, you want to shoot him. That's, that's, you know, you've wanted to shoot him over the years. For five years, you've been talking about six years. Yeah, but I'm not going to actually go hunt him. I just mean if I'm like, I have a gun and a Bigfoot comes along. I mean, if I'm honest, I'm not a big Bigfoot guy. You know, I'm just not. I've never okay, been like, yeah. hey, there's Bigfoots Maybe all over the place. Maybe you should talk to your, you know, distant relatives and your, I should. your, you My know, ancestors. your peoples. My ancestors. They, they probably have tales and tales and myths about the Probably. Legend. Anyway, I'm not, I don't think there's a lot of Bigfoot wandering around, but I like to go to the bush anyway. Okay. We did hear a weird sound. Did you? Yeah. Well, there's fucking cows everywhere, man. It's I creepy. Know, that is weird, yeah. All, you gotta be careful. Like, you're driving down the, the one road. mile. Went the one cow went running off into the bush and just kept mooing like. So then you could hear that all night. Yeah. It was getting like farther away. Huh. I actually worry about where that cow ended up sometimes. But, yeah, uh, I digress. So anyway, it was just a nice walk in the woods. Okay, oh, a little bit of mushrooms. Yeah, good. Went for a walk. We heard some sounds. We sat and had the blizzard. Well, that was the night the blizzard came in. Right, right. We walked back. That was it. Yeah, good. All right, so I'll get back to this email here. So uh, I also have a story of like daytime sightings of two things with witnesses, what we called reverse lighting. Oh, I've heard other people talk about this too. Total daylight inside the house, TV on, everything went completely black. Even TV went black, like reverse lighting. Two weeks later, we saw a UFO, 30 feet up, 30 feet in front of the house. Total, no BS. To me, it looked like a man-made one from the 1950s or so. If you're more interested, I could explain in fine detail what we saw. I drew pictures right after and took notes. Love the hard work you put into this podcast. It's more than a podcast. Never before have we been able to spread such information, and you are a major part of it. Thank you, Todd. Awesome, Todd. Thanks. Thanks, Todd. It is more than a podcast. If you don't know, the best part of Grab America is a community. The best way to tap into the community is join the chats. America.ca slash chats. I'm going to read another one of his emails here. <clears throat> How many emails this guy send you? Well, I just, it, this one was attached to the Berenstein Bear one. I, and I didn't know if it was the same thing, but he's talking about orbs and camping and the flying craft wit witnessed by his longtime girlfriend. So long and short of the flying craft, we have a parrot bird. Girlfriend would take him out in the front of the parking lot of our apartment on her shoulder. That day, the bird freaked right out, made her turn around and look up. She thought it might have been a hawk or a bald eagle. We live in Bay City, Michigan. It's on Saginaw Bay. Many eagles and hawks. Anyway, she turns around, sees it, turns back to the front window and yells for me to get outside. The craft was directly across the street, above the house, across the street, below treetop level. We both had a clear view of it. It was massive, battleship gray, cylinder type craft. We can only see one end that was near us, total silent. It's like all the neighbors and everything went silent at the same time. That's that Oz effect again. Crazy. That reminds me of the Langoliers. Yeah. They should remake that shit, man. It was so corny. They could do that good nowadays. I can't believe nobody else saw it. I was a sheet metal worker for over 20 years. This craft looked like the size of an aircraft carrier. And to my sheet metal worker eyes... It was constructed from welded parts of metal, panels of metal, much like a 1940s era Navy ship looks like. Same color also. Both of us, speechless. Watch it slowly reverse away from us, staying that low the entire time. Unbelievable. Not a sound from it. Totally silent. 
I've been in construction for years. I guess the size was around 25 foot round. The nose was a half a ball shape with porthole windows. It actually looked old, kind of beat up, but it had clean paint on it. <laughs> Slowly backed away from our vision till obstructed by trees. The crazy thing is we didn't run or walk down the street to keep viewing it for some reason. She even mentioned that. And as why didn't we? It wasn't there long enough for a photo. The last thing from our minds anyway. Well, that's, that's what's weird. Oh, it, yeah, it wasn't long enough there for a photo. I'll try to write it out with better grammar to send oh, for you to hear. That along with these orbs I see, I've watched them since the 90s. Now, every year they travel lower and lower. So then that must have been an email before his other email that explained a little bit more. So let's see if he's in. Yeah, so he says they almost read their mind. <sighs> Creepy. Yeah. It does make you wonder if it's just like I, I read a couple books about guys in garage, like guys like probably like uh, who's the guy from Area Fifty One, like kind of Bob Lazar Bizarre. types that are making their own shit and all that, and they make their own UFOs and they're flying around like they find some technology to do reverse gravity, and it kind of makes you wonder if like people are also just putting shit together, not telling anybody, you know? When you see like one that looks like it's made in the forties, like. Hasn't been flying around for just decades. The, it's just getting repaired over UFO. and over. And yeah, the old family <laughs> UFO. Or is it part of the, you know, the secret space program? You have three unheard messages. To check unheard messages, press 1-1. One, one. First unheard message. Hi. My name is Kate. Um... I participate in the Discord chat as Bank E. Outlet, and um, I'm calling because I experienced a crazy event last week that was, like, full of synchronicity, and I was thinking about you guys the whole time, um, partially because there were eight Canadians at the training I went to, but also because the entire training was talking about personal sovereignty and fulfilling your intentions. And so even without all the wonderful Canadians and their adorable accents, I still would have been thinking about Gray America and all of, all of you guys listening. Um, I was nervous going into the, the event I'm talking about because it's called the Spiritual sexual shamanic experience wow. um, and it's through the international school of Sexual arts and uh in that name like it's loaded you know it has a lot to it um and i wasn't really sure what to expect because you now obviously like gurus in like weird organizations like this one sounded like um have been known to take advantage of their you know, followers or whatever. Um, so I was definitely nervous going into it. Uh, but one of my really close friends who I've known for 15 years helped organize the event and really, um, you know, felt changed by her experience of the events that she participated in prior. And so, <clears throat> so I really wanted to go. And partially to check in and make sure that she was safe there and she was not being taken advantage of by some creepy narcissist fuckers. 
Um, but also because she just had, had such a profound change, and I wanted to, um, I wanted to have a profound change also. So um, I'm happy to report that my fears were unfounded, and I did not feel that anyone there was being a creepy narcissist, taking advantage of anyone happily, yay. Um, and also, it was not even as sexual as I had expected, you know. Going into it, I was like, is this just um, an excuse for people to hook up, uh, which I'm not interested in at this point. And um, and it wasn't. It was really great. So even though the word sexual is in the name of it, it was much more shamanic and spiritual, in my opinion. Um, and so... Anyway, um, it's really tempting to just, like, list all the synchronicities that happened to me last week and, like, all the synchronicities that happened in my life prior to this that connected to my experience last week. But I think that it wouldn't be that meaningful to all of you because you don't know me. I would have to do all this explanation, blah, 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 blah. So suffice it to say that on a scale of 1 to 10, um, my rating of the synchronicities last week are an 11. It was wow. incredible. I could not believe it. Um, so what I want to share about the experience is that I have gone through a profound change. Um, uh, spiritually, yes, like some things have definitely gelled because of last week, and that was wonderful. And then also... Um, Mentally, I made, I needed to make some changes. Um, I my intention going into the final ceremony of the week was to shed all of my body shame and to recognize myself as beautiful, which is something that I've been working on for the last thirty years because I have gotten I got it in my head. So this may make it a little disjointed. The thing cut me off, and so I just stepped forward to continue recording. So I have had body shame problems since I was six. I knew I was a fatty at that young age. I don't know how I got in my head. My parents didn't tell me that. I just, I just knew. And um, I'm happy to say that after my experience last week, I no longer have those shame issues. And um, end of message. To erase this message, wow. press seven. To save it, press nine. To hear more options, press zero. Message will be saved for 14 days. Next message. Hi again. This is Kate, a.k.a. Stinky Owlet. Um, and I'm sorry that the story is so long, but I um, called back to finish it and whatever. I almost answered the phone because it rang three times in a row. So... Um, I definitely achieved my intention to give up my body shame, recognize myself as beautiful, um, and that's awesome. But on top of that, I also experienced a side effect that I did not consciously intend to happen. For lack of better description, I opened up my throat chakra during the final ceremony. Um, I'm not sure when my throat closed up or why, uh, but I was not even aware that it was 
and I'm just completely blown away at the open feeling I now have. I'm getting more air with each breath, and my voice is more functional than ever before. Wow. Um, so I want to give two <laughs> examples of what I mean. Um, I have always been a crier. I weep easily, and um, it's just as much from joy or frustration as from sorrow. And in the past, if you had encountered me when I was on the verge of tears, I would not have been able to produce more than a whisper without bursting into sobs. There was a direct connection between my voice and my tears. And it was very frustrating because it meant that I could not tell people why I was upset without just crying and crying and crying. It was very, very frustrating and embarrassing. Um, but, you know, I just, it was, it was my life. Like, sorry, I'm about to cry, so I can't talk. Like, if I say anything, I will just be sobbing and you'll feel uncomfortable and it will stress all of us. Um... So after the final ceremony, though, this is no longer the case. Um, I can speak through that feeling of being on the verge of tears without going into sobs, and it is fucking miraculous. Like, this is life-changing. Another facet of the change is that I've never been able to vocalize during sexual encounters. Um, I don't know what's up with that. I'm sure I freaked out a bunch of people that I've slept with by just being utterly silent throughout um, the whole act. And so I'm just going to leave it at that and, like, that I'm happy to say that this is no longer the case. Um, so yay. Um, okay, so anyway, to wrap it up, I have experienced a profound change because of my full participation in this shamanic training, and that includes spiritual growth as well as the physical changes that I described. And not only did I experience profound change, but I witnessed 41 other people experience profound change as well. There were 42 of us in this training. And um, so, I mean, if you want to rate that synchro, because you like, you like the number 42 right there. Okay. Anyway. Um, so... Sum it up, I highly recommend this training to anyone listening to this. And if you are in a relationship, I highly suggest that you go as a couple. Um, and I'm really hoping that some of you for Americans out there will go try it. Um, the, I'm going to leave you with one final magical story of, of this week. Um, and so... Basically, like, the last night, um, we did the final ceremony that I've been talking about, and uh, I got back to my room after it was all over, and I picked up my cell phone to see if I had any messages um, that would be important to respond to, and I had a text message from my recruiter at work telling me that my perfect job had just opened up in the city I live in, which is Portland, in the setting that I want to work in, which is home health. I'm a speech therapist, actually, so that's another thing with the voice. Like, I'm a speech therapist. I should know how to open up voice. 
End of message. To erase this message, press 7. To save it, press 9. To hear more options, press 0. Press 9. I pressed 9 several times now. Message will be Whoops. saved for 14 days. That seems like a long Next time. message. Maybe a week would be fine. Okay, so sorry I'm talking so much. It cut me off. Cut me off. Um, right when I was trying to tell the final magical miracle that happened, which is just that during the final ceremony, I got a text message with um, the possibility of my dream job in the right location, right setting for the company that I've worked for before and would love to work for again. And I just feel like that, if that wasn't magic, then I don't know what is. Um, so I just really hope that some people listening to this will go look up ISTA, that's the International School of Temple Arts, find a level one training that you can go to and just go do it. If you're in a couple, Take your partner. It will change your life. Um, and if anyone wants to contact me to ask me more questions, I would be so happy to connect with you via Discord. Um, again, my name in there is Bank E Owlet. S K A N K E o-w-l-e-t and you can usually find me in the intention room or in pussy pics um and so to wrap it up i'm going to just sing a little song for you guys because i have regained my voice so here we go if you want a butterfly you got to be a butterfly nothing falls out of the if you want a butterfly, you've got to be a butterfly. You know that nothing falls out of the sky. It goes around, comes back around. This is nature's way. Be conscious of what you do. You will be repaid. You put turnips in the ground. You will not harvest rain. You are what you attract, and this is why I say, if you want a butterfly, you got to be a butterfly. You know that nothing falls out of the sky. Just a smooth in cocoon. If you want a butterfly, you got to be a butterfly. You know that nothing falls out of the sky. End of message. Excellent. I have to put that as our best voicemail yet. Yeah. Yeah, Oops. thank you. That was great. That was great. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes, too, for people that want to check it out. I should look into that. Yeah, that sounds really I good. I tried the one in February. It didn't work. Really? Well. What was it called? Fire and Ice or something? Or uh, Fire oh, and Oh, that's right. The one you did out in that. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe it did work. Well, something happened. Hey, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it did. Here we are. 
Uh, quote, we'll get out of here. Yeah, let's do it. I'm not going to bother playing the jingle because the iPad's dead. I'll save some stuff for uh, for next week. And maybe you can bring that iPad home and charge it up before the show one day. I did have it charged, but my kids oh, like okay. to play Minecraft All on right. it. So I found it this morning underneath the couch, dead. I was just telling a fellow at work about the quotes, uh, the quotes from this guy. This guy? What yep. guy? I won't say it because you might know. Is I'm going to guess? Yeah. Brzezinski. No. So this is uh, this is from the Charlie Robinson book, The Octopus of Global Control. We should have him on again because he's got a new book coming out about our favorite topic, global warming. Yeah, I'm working out an topic. Instagram. I'm working out an Instagram post on why I'm not buying the crap. My favorite yeah. topic is love. We already have the means to travel among the stars, but these technologies are locked up in black projects, and it would take an act of God to ever get them out to benefit humanity. Anything you can imagine, we already know how to do. I just imagined something pretty crazy. In regards to craft. Okay. Okay, here's another one. Okay. We now have the technology to take E.T. home. I got it. Skunkworks guy. Ben Rich. Ben Rich, that yep. motherfucker. Um, yep. You wonder if he ever got Seth Riched. I wonder if any CEO relation to Seth Lockheed Rich. Maybe Seth, Skunkworks. Maybe Seth Rich went home. That was from 1993. Maybe Seth Rich went home. So that was like six, 26 years ago. That was what he was already saying back then. Imagine how far it's gone now. Kurt Cobain was still alive. You know, they always say like we're 30, 40 years behind. 50, I heard. 50. I bet it's probably like 200, you know? Well, actually, the quote I heard was like for every every two years or something, they do 50. So it could be like 4,000. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Okay, here's they another are, one. They are here's the Anunnaki. Well, that's, that's kind of why, you know, you got a question, right? Ben Rich has had this technology, you know, they, they've had this technology. You said these quotes 26 years ago. Why, like, why are we still in this mess? Why are we in this quagmire? You think it would be out by now, right? Why isn't this free energy saving the world? Well, because we need the oil jobs. Maybe it's commercialized, like Reed Summer says. We need the oil jobs. It's all about job, jobs, jobs, jobs. Well, if we had this technology, we wouldn't even need jobs, probably. Just this is the problem. You know, what are we going to do with that? How are we going to employ these people? Imagine that. Wouldn't that be great? Just play Dungeons and Dragons all day long. You spent the last like three weeks telling me I got to vote for jobs. Now <laughs> you don't even want a job. <laughs> <laughs> I objected with my vote. I know you did. Do you want to talk about that? No, we'll, we'll save it. We'll save that for next week. We got to get out of here. I got another quote, though. Decades ago, visitors from other planets warned us about the direction we were heading and offered to help. See, that's why I think that's the help that Reed is saying, don't But they, they violated the don't prime directive. Oh, they're the evil bastards. Instead, some of, well, not necessarily evil, just different. Differently. Instead, differently. some of us in interpreted their visits as a threat and decided to shoot first and ask questions later. Different, differently benevolent. <laughs> it is ironic that the U.S. should be fighting monstrously expensive wars, allegedly to bring democracy to those countries, when it itself can no longer claim to be called a democracy when trillions, and I mean thousands of billions of dollars, have been spent on black projects, which both Congress and the Commander-in-Chief have been kept deliberately in the dark. It's from a former guest of ours. Paul Heller. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the first one I ever guessed? <laughs> no, no, no. You guessed it before. That was good. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Shut her down. Uh, well, I mean. This no, I is... think Paul, Paul's got three big points that he was working on. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. should have him on again. 
No, yeah, he's he's all in on the global warming thing. It's we just, weird. We it's like, near the Paul, you, you know, you, you love the ET thing and the banking thing. Those are two like well, legit whatever. We conspiracies. Can talk and then, and then uh, he's just ball bought in on that. Well, whatever. We gotta let him talk. It's astounding that too. to me. Uh, I want to talk about the fascism. All right, buddy, let's do it. All right, I'll email him. You think he does email? He was all pretty right. old last time. We talked right. to him. I'll try. How did we get a hold of him last? time? I can't remember. You emailed him. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think so. I we'll think see. it was you. We'll figure it out. All right. Paul, if you're listening, email us. Thanks. Thanks, Reed. It was a great uh, great chat with you. Yeah. Big thanks to Reed for coming on the show. We had a fantastic chat with him. Of course, uh, huge thanks thanks to you guys for listening. We love you, motherfuckers. Uh, we extra love you for supporter. GrimAmerica.ca slash support. This is another week. We've gone too long with the content to beg for money. So hopefully you'll just go over to your show notes. It's all in the show notes. Go to the show notes. Click on that link. GrimAmerica.ca slash support. Sign up for a monthly. 11-11. That seems like a good number. Why don't you see, see if Tenius can sign up for an 11-11 this That'd week. That'd be great. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right, guys. Support the show, please, because we love you and we need support because uh, winter is coming. It's going to be a cold one because of global cooling. America.ca slash support. Do all the shit in the show notes. Graham doesn't do that for nothing. He doesn't want to know. Here's the thing. If all you guys open up the show notes for just a couple of weeks, then in a couple of weeks I could show him the numbers and he'll be thrilled. If I show him the numbers now, he's going to stop doing the show. We don't want that to happen. So that's it. That's all I got. Support the show. Tell your friends about the show. Most of all, enjoy the chat. Read Summers. So tonight we've got Reed Summers here with us. Uh, he's been working with his father, Marshall, for about 12 years as a teacher and representative for this divine revelation and for the Allies of Humanity briefings. And that's a set of texts and, uh, and books that uh, talk about the alien forces present in our world. And they provide a, a clear picture of what these forces are. So it's, uh, it's a, lot of, a lot of stuff to get through. And I'm really glad you're uh, here with us, Reed, to talk about it. Because uh, I have a million questions, so uh, thanks for coming on the show. You're welcome. Great to be here. Thank you. Yeah. So I guess I think we should probably just start. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time in the mm -hmm. uh, in the background part, but I think it's fair enough to maybe talk a little bit about why you decided to get involved at the level that you're getting involved in, and maybe mm -hmm. I guess a little bit about your dad and how this this whole thing sure. started, just to give people some context. But other than that, there's a, you know there obviously there's a lot to get through with the with the messages mm -hmm. themselves. Yeah, definitely. Well, 
Um, this all began with my father, Marshall Vion Summers, over 34 years ago. Um, he's walked a very long, mysterious, inexplicable journey, uh, and over the course of these many years has received a communication from an off-planet source who describes themselves as the Allies of Humanity, uh, a group of observers who are here in the vicinity of the world to observe the extraterrestrial intervention occurring on Earth today and to report on the activities of that intervention and also share with us some key wisdom on what life is like out there in our local neighborhood of space and what we will need to know in order to wisely and successfully emerge out into that larger universe. Okay, so when you say intervention, that's yeah. in the context of the con not their contact with us, but contact of others, right? Correct. So um, some decades ago, can't say when exactly or what year exactly, uh, visitation occurred at a level and in a form that, it's, that has never occurred in human history before. This was not visitation simply to observe or to watch us or maybe contribute wisdom here and there. This was an intervention. This was actually an attempt to slowly and quietly colonize the world um, for the purposes of, of an off-planet set of powers, basically. So this began some decades ago, and seeing this occur and knowing that we are divided, uh, distracted, and hardly aware that this is happening and hardly prepared for it, uh, this group of free worlds in our vicinity of space, you could say friendly neighbors in this neighborhood we live in, uh, saw these predatory forces hanging around our house out in space and noticed that we had hardly been on the uh, on the doorstep of our own home. We'd hardly walked down the street. If I don't think we even have walked down the street. And so seeing this, these friendly neighbors, these allies of humanity, as they describe themselves, sent this mission to observe the intervention occurring in our world and report on, on what it's doing and what it means. Okay, that uh, that makes sense. Yeah. So how did how did your dad start with this uh, with this contact, and how did he did he go through any verification process at all? Day to uh, I mean, because you know you always hear these things about people channeling yeah. or people uh, you know using mediumship where you're never sure of who's actually on the other end, kind of thing. Sure. Oh yeah. No, it was it was a struggle for him um, to verify the source and uh, to be willing to receive this message because. Marshall uh, was was not a student of ufology. He wasn't really focused on this topic and this area of study. He was a mystic. He was enveloped in kind of mystery and presence, and, and he was a spiritual teacher at, at the time. And so this was new territory to some degree, except that the spirituality he had been teaching for many years did account for what it called the greater community which is this universe of intelligent life we live in. And his the spirituality he taught, the basic premise was that our world is in the process of emerging into that universe of life. Okay. This is our spiritual direction. This is the direction for nations, peoples, religions, everything to move in. And that will be taking place in the next decades and centuries. And therefore, we need a new foundation of spiritual and even religious thought. Yeah. to plant ourselves on so that we could even a imagine life out there and b interact with it and not project onto it all of our spiritual and religious beliefs and ideologies. So Marshall had been teaching that for many years, um, but around the year 1997, 
this other contact occurred. And this contact was, as I said, with this um, group who called themselves the Allies of Humanity, who intended to deliver a series of briefings, which Marshall would later receive uh, four books of, four books of these briefings. And this occurred over, gosh, almost 20 years. First set of briefings came in 1997, second set in year 2000, third in 2008, and then the fourth, which we just published a few weeks ago, uh, was given to him in 2016. So, and, and really, it's it's a fascinating series of messages and material and and perspective on what life is really like out there beyond human speculation. What is it actually like? Um, now, of course, it took Marshall a while to become comfortable with this source and, as you said, to verify it. But ultimately, how can you verify it? You know, I mean, there's no there's no piece of evidence he or any of us has that says this guarantees they are who they say they are. Yeah. Anybody could say they are the allies of humanity. And in fact, there are many, many messages circulating out there from purportedly from altruistic extraterrestrial sources. Um, so we can talk a little bit about how you would verify yeah. the source. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of what I was getting at is there's a lot of different contactees and contact and it all seems to be love and light kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So how do you, you know, how do you tell? Yeah. So, so that was in 77 then? Was that that year that they had that transmission that came through in that UK? 97 actually. 97, the first set of briefings was 97. Okay. When, yeah. and when did that, is that when the contact happened? 97? Um, that is when the first set of briefings were given. Right. Uh, in fact, the Allies of Humanity made first contact many, many years before. Uh, at that time, however, Marshall was not totally certain who they were in the sense that were they the allies of humanity or not. Yeah. They hadn't actually used that term. And that actually occurred, uh, I think, in the year 1985. And the story of what actually happened then is told later in the, in the briefings that were given in the 90s and 2000s. Uh, and in that, the allies of humanity said that they made an initial effort to reach the world, um, to make contact with Marshall, who, and it is a mysterious reason why he was chosen to receive this, but he he was, he received it. And um, and they were identified by the intervention, this predatory force from beyond our world, and they were partially destroyed by it. That one of their craft was terminated in the effort to escape the intervention. And they had to pull away from the earth, regroup, and a second mission um, would take 13 years to make it here. And therefore, that mission came in 1997. Oh wow! Okay. Huh. So it's it's a, it's actually a, a story. Uh, it's a, and of course, I'm Marshall's son, right? So I was around when all this happened. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. What was this process like of translating and and like actually, you know, downloading the message? I mean, was it like automatic writing type thing, or just through meditative process? Or well, so back in the 70s, Marshall began teaching what he called self-knowledge and inner guidance. And in that time, he taught that we all have a deeper intelligence, a spiritual intelligence, mm -hmm. which can communicate to us and can actually guide us in life. And that this intelligence accounts for many of the gut feelings or... Um, Intuition. Intuitions or senses or knowings or, you know, all that all human cultures have words for this. You know, we all know what that feels like when you have a bad feeling about something or 
like don't go there or go there or meet this person. And it, and it ends up becoming really important. And you, you weren't the one driving that your thinking intelligence wasn't driving uh, you toward that. Another intelligence was driving you toward that. And so Marshall taught uh, what he called the way of knowledge, knowledge being the spiritual mind uh, for many years. And over that time, he began to cultivate his connection with what he later has called an angelic presence or an angelic voice. And <clears throat> after teaching self-knowledge and inner guidance for many years, this kind of remarkable series of events took place in his life where he was he was called out in a way from the city, from his work, from his students, called to wander and by this voice that he had been slowly learning to hear within him and this voice instructed him to 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 wander for this period of nine months and after nine months this voice came to him again but in a, a very powerful form almost like an initiation and it <clears throat> commanded him to begin to record their messages the vo this voice's messages for humanity right. saying that these messages were, were key to people becoming aware of the greater panorama of life beyond our world and prepared at the mental, emotional, spiritual, physical level for that. That's, that's what this voice intended to communicate. Um, so Marshall, I mean, he, he was in the desert. He had, he had pulled away from so much at that point. And so he surrendered to that command and he began to record. And what he recorded through his own voice, but in a state of revelation, really. And this is, this was not Marshall, you know, thinking about things or prescripting or or even conveying an entity. This was a process. This was a download from not one entity, but really an association, what you could call like an angelic assembly, coming through him to deliver these revelations. That's what they call them. And those are now available for people to read and to hear in what is called the new message from God, which is a communication from a divine source, this angelic presence translating a divine source and speaking in very fascinating ways, very important ways, very inspiring ways on like everything, lots of different topics. But first and foremost, and at the heart of it all, is the reality of what they call the greater community this universe of intelligent life that we live in that has always been there, always, you know, been the backdrop to humanity's long evolution and that now must become our concern. We must focus upon this now because first our destiny is to go there. Our destiny is to make contact with the other 99.999% of life to bridge our isolation out there. And then second, because that life is already here. So contact has begun, not on our terms, and not necessarily by those who are the friendliest in the universe, but simply first contact with those who have made the long journey to Earth to involve themselves here. Yeah. So so that so to come back to your question though, Marshall had cultivated this ability to to transmit in in this state of revelation an angelic voice. And literally he, he, I've, I've been with him when this happens and it was kind of something to witness. He goes into a state of intense receptivity and there is a spiritual presence around him. I mean, it's, it's like in the room, you can feel it. 
it's it's quite overpowering. Uh, and for me, having been there, uh, it's it's almost challenging to think for me to think coherently while this is happening. It's almost like this massive electromagnetism or something is in the space displacing, you know, a lesser intellect, a greater intellect is displacing a lesser intellect. And, and what comes through is what is in the many, the dozens of books yeah. that some of which we've published others, not, but when the allies of humanity came in 97, it was really the same process. So Marshall had laid down this receptivity, this ability to really open up his mind and his voice to transmit the communication from the angelic source. And now came the briefings from an extraterrestrial source coming through in a similar way. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting how we put all that time into the researching and the studying of how to use your intention and how to, to, you know, basically, I guess, block out your ego or not listen to your thoughts. Like you were well, saying for and, Marshall, and, and, I don't, I don't think he studied. I don't think he, this really didn't come from him, even in the beginning. Um, this just is funny. I mean, sometimes you get pulled into a greater movement of things, of life, of purpose. And it's almost like you didn't even plan for it, but you were willing to go. Something moved you in life. And that's what happened for Marshall way back in the 70s. And he stayed with that. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's it's an example of what we all can experience. I mean, yeah. we're all meant to move with that greater movement of life which has intelligence and direction it's purposeful it's relational it brings people together not apart mm -hmm. so we're all meant to participate in that and you know my father's life is an example of someone who did yeah it's funny how those people who do tend to have those extra abilities are those people that tend to be able to get that ego out of the way or whatever you want to call that thinking mind i mean i i think mm -hmm. it's the ego i mean it could be something else but i know what you mean about being able to get that out of the way <clears throat> and being able to have something else come through. I've always yeah. kind of considered that as being more self or, you know, your actual self or your authentic self. I've never, mm -hmm. I've never really thought of it as maybe being an entity or a channel, I guess. Hmm. But maybe, or, he, maybe he was, yeah. you know, working with the way of knowledge so much that there was that opening there for, for, the yeah, well, it's like the Akashic or the Record or whatever, you know? Yeah, you probably access yeah. everything once you get in there, and there's just this giant river of whatever that you got to go hmm. with instead of against. Or... Yeah. Well, I, and one note of caution there is, you know, and especially those who have extra sensory or psychic abilities, you want to be careful opening yourself up to the river of stuff out there, especially with an extraterrestrial presence in the world who are technologically and psychologically well beyond us in capability because one of the activities of this intervention is to influence the environment of thought in the world with what the allies of humanity call the mental environment and we can talk about why yeah um and and second it's to transmit into the world messages from purportedly positive alien sources that promote extraterrestrial intervention spiritual religious political technological, technological intervention yeah. so basically promoting the belief that humanity is incapable of fixing our planetary problems um we we are incapable of governing ourselves uh we do not have the technology to meet the needs of the world uh, and there are evil humans or groups or secret associations that are controlling everything and therefore all in the end 
we need an extraterrestrial power to come to the world to bring us what we cannot provide for ourselves. Yeah. And there are many of these messages and they're all nuanced and, and some of them have truth wedded with falsity. But in the end, the power, where does the power go? It goes away from human beings and towards an extraterrestrial being or leadership. So you have to be careful opening yourself up to that river. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we'll say sure. that. Do you think that it started with, uh, you mentioned decades ago, and I, and I wonder about some of those uh, contact uh, memes or theories about when it happened and how it happened and, and back to the, you know, the nuclear bombs and explosions from the, you know, the forties and all that. I wonder if that's when, uh, when that started. Um, yes. So the allies do talk about when this intervention started and, and why, and they do reference the use of nuclear weapons in, in and the world war itself, world war two, uh, as one reason they're here. Um, but that really is secondary to another reason. The real reason they're here is because they desire this planet, its environment, its resources, being a very rare planet uh, in the universe, a universe of you know largely barren worlds out there. They value this place, and we now have the capability to destroy the value of this place. Yeah, nuclear yeah, weapons are an example. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, and environmental the environmental destruction going on in the world today is a major amplifier and. Um, uh, it makes fast, it makes quicker their agenda in the world because they're here for this planet and we're destroying it. Now you could say, well, maybe they'll do a better job than us, right? Or uh, maybe maybe we are, maybe we do need extraterrestrial intervention. But the truth is, they, these are resource explorers, okay? Yes, they will preserve the world to be resourced so and exploited. Re like, as in like natural resources, like as in, you know, minerals and trees and what, I mean, what, like... Correct. Us, humans, uh, souls. The, mm -hmm. Well, we can get there too, but the, the, the primarily it's biology. Right. This place right. is, is a, is a place where biology naturally springs forth and evolves right. at a, at a probably a much more multitudinous level than other worlds right. that are barren, rocky, inhospitable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like the allies basically say, as well as the new message from God, you do not know the value of a tree in the universe. Right. The value of blood plasma, the value of biological products. And, and, you know, this is what they call a greater community perspective or perspective that they have looking at us from beyond the world that we now need to have. Otherwise, we wouldn't know the value of a tree. Yeah. And we certainly don't know the value of a tree. Yeah. So <laughs> let alone, let alone the world. So who are the allied folk? Is there like how many different groups of people or ETs? I guess they're not people. Or is it, so is the allied, is that like the allied ETs or we don't know? Well, um, they don't give names of their races, um, primarily because they're here in secrecy. And um, they actually, if found out, their home worlds would become threatened by them having done this. Because as they say, interestingly, there are governing bodies mostly that govern trade okay not not like a galactic federation that governs all worlds or everyone is federated or united not like that there are bodies that govern trade and travel and coming to a world like this is not permissible you can't just come here 
So the allies of humanity are not allowed to be here. They've already signed what they call non-intervention agreements, meaning they're not allowed to intervene here. Uh, but they came anyway. So they don't give their names or the names of their worlds, um, which would probably be pretty meaningless to us, right? Because again, how do you verify that? <clears throat> and of course, it would just spur a lot of interest and speculation. But again, their core message is, look, you are the native peoples of, of a new world, you could say, and you have been discovered. And you need to know that you're standing on top of resources desired by others, and that those you are encountering for the first time, these tall ships in the harbor or off the coast, are not gods, they're not saviors, they're not scientists. These are commercial forces who are here to slowly and quietly weave their tentacles of influence into the world to gain access to it and to gain access to us. Yeah. Never goes so, well for the natives. So the, the others, yeah, exactly. So well. the other, so the others broke the non-intervention then, and they're here to try and basically commercialize and increase trade and. No, no, the allies. Of, so the allies of humanity. I'll, I'll share no, not, a little bit more yeah, about. Not, yeah, the oh, like the others. Them, the intervention. Yeah, yeah the, intervention. the intervention. They, they so, broke the non-intervention clause. Like, so how did that? Why? How did they get here then? They just broke. Like, well. Um, they these are these are inherently commercial forces. Yeah. The allies of humanity are not commercial forces. They abide by a different set of rules. These are what they they call themselves free worlds. And to be free in the universe, you have to make a declaration of non-intent to intervene in others so that others do not intervene in you. Okay. Because it's like going out there in the world, you know, with $50 in your pocket you're going to start a business, right? You're going to intervene. You're going to put your money here. And others are going to, you know, potentially take advantage of you. To be free is to pull away from all of that. Yeah. And I know this This is this is kind of the vision of life in the universe and the way life works um, that the new message presents, and more than the allies. And the new message presents it because who but the creator of all life knows what life is doing out there. I mean... If you believe there is a creator that has revealed things to humanity in the past, then it makes sense that that creator would reveal to us what life is like when we're making contact with it. When we're stepping out into that universe, we would need to know. And, and that's really what the revelation is. And there's a whole book in the New Message from God called Life in the Universe. And it talks all about the reality of trade and travel and interaction and what is required to be a free world and what causes you to lose your freedom. Yeah. That was so one of the most interesting stuff. parts that, that I had, you know, notes here to talk about it is the part about freedom and how, if you want to stay free as yeah. a world that you can't get involved in the whole, the whole trade and commercial part of it, like, <clears throat> which is interesting because you think you'd be free to do that, but it's kind of in a way it's yeah. not. Uh, so uh, it sounds like what we're saying here is the aliens are, like fascists, <laughs> well, more fascism, you know, <laughs> just what we need. Right. Well, they're, they're, they're certainly not democratic. I can guarantee you that, um, they, they, they rule, they, they create peace, but it's the peace of a prison. Right. And if you want that, follow these extraterrestrial offers of technology and governance and spiritual upliftment, because in the end, that's how they operate. Um, but to go back to life in the universe, because this is kind of important to understand the intervention itself, this universe is a little bit like Earth, okay? It's, it's, it's nature, 
it's it's a natural reality, so it kind of makes sense. It's life forms competing for finite resources for space. Mm. And in that process of competition, life forms develop ways of influencing each other and even defeating one another. And in the universe, force is not really used like we would think of it. Rather, it's influence. It's influence of the mind because forces beyond our world have learned that it's very costly to uh, take over worlds or destroy races or and all of that. It, war is extraordinarily costly, something we're we're slowly learning. Uh, and so and there are better ways to do it. You know, the, the wisest form of assault is to make your enemy choose yeah. defeat, want defeat, invite yeah. conquest. Yeah. And Propaganda. so in the universe we live in, um, it's it's kind of prosaic in that way. it's it, it's a com- it's a competitive universe. There's good and there's bad, and there's everything in between. But when it comes to trade, that is um, really kind of governed by these trading bodies, what the Allies of Humanity call the collectives. And they are hierarchical. Um, You would not want to come in contact with them, and you would not want to be a part of one, is how they depict it. Um, They are cunning and uh, unscrupulous, and they view us, humans, on Earth like cattle. On a, on a wealth of resources yeah. wandering around the planet. Yeah. And they would be happy to come and displace us or actually use us to gain access to the planet. Yeah. So these are the collectives. And that's what stands behind the intervention are these collectives. And they're, the Allies of Humanity describe them as multiracial. There's more than one here. They are in competition with each other. And I'm sure they are generating... A lot of the conspiracy and conspiracy theories that are out there today. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Like, would they be considered the archons then by some saying that, you know, the archons are influencing the elite and sort of ruling through? Um, well, where, uh, where do the reptilians fit in? Well, let me let me just say this. You know, <laughs> I, I can't I can't get down into races and, and names and. And, but but is that what is, some people say they are? Like, is that what, would that be the same thing though? Like if people say, you know, the archons are ruling Is it racist to not like a certain type of alien? No. <laughs> I didn't think so. No. Like species. Um, right. Um, Cap- no, no, that, that's, that's okay. You can have your, you can, you can have your preferred race, although, you know, be careful of your criteria. I would say that. They're not they in control. They're, they're not like, they didn't, or they didn't, they're not our progenitors. They didn't father humanity. They don't own this world. They're not living in the center of the world. These are economic collective forces that are small in number. They're not military that have come to our world and have basically made promises over many years to different governments, different people, entities within religion, commerce, and government, all three promises of peace, power, and technology. Basically saying, give us access and we will give you this, whatever this is, maybe a trinket from space, but a trinket that would make somebody extraordinarily wealthy, uh, extraordinarily powerful or extraordinarily spiritually significant. Yeah. And that has occurred and individuals and groups of people in power have taken those offers and others have resisted those offers. But that is inherently divisive. That is what is likely creating 
some of these human conspiracies downstream yeah. to capitalize off the alien presence, to ally with them, to gain predominance in the world or to overcome a longtime enemy, whether it be a cultural enemy, a political enemy. So you can just imagine um, the danger of a force that possesses technology, just that, that has the ability to make a group or a country or a company not only extraordinarily wealthy, but to eliminate their competition. Who could reduce? Who could resist that seduction? Really, yeah. and so, this is the problem. So sorry to keep trying to identify current conspiracies or cultural uh, groups, but would that be what the breakaway civilization now has done? Then I mean, there's people flying around in man-made and possibly et type craft in the skies i mean mm. and this is the breakaway civilization that may have been off planet they may be the ones leading the charge to this galactic trade sort of community so is that maybe the people that have succumbed to this this technology this influence the ones that are already breaking away from us with yeah well some have succumbed the degree to which they have been able to capitalize on what they've been given or what they've recovered um, falling out of the sky, I don't know. But I think it's important to know that the intervention is really the originator of all this. They are the, they are the force behind the human forces. And one of the classic strategies of intervention, you can see it in human history, is to create a puppet government or a proxy through whom you rule. Yeah. And likely that'll be a local leader, and the people will direct their anger and frustration at the local not understanding who's behind the local leader. And so most conspiracies that I hear, most calls for disclosure that I hear, are conspiracies about human governments and their agenda, or human groups, human elites. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. most calls for disclosure are, are, are demands for disclosure from the government. Nobody demands disclosure from the extraterrestrial presence. Yeah. In fact, they treat the government kind of like it's the dumpster, of, of human ethics, and they treat the ET visitors as if it's like an adventure in consciousness, like it could be anything. It's, it's, there's no, there's, it's, you know, no ceiling on, on the profundity and the, the wonder of contact with these beings. And of course, these beings are happy to play into that narrative. Yeah. They'll, they'll tell us basically anything we want to hear. So do you, you know, think the return, the return of a savior, the return of Jesus Christ, the, uh, raising our frequencies or ascension or any, any of these ideas um could be played into even if they're authentic even if they're true you know yeah, our, yeah. our greatest spiritual aspirations can be slowly manipulated in this way what what kind of trouble do you think graham could get himself in here with his ce5 and do they go out in the dark and try and summon aliens do you think that's a risky endeavor <laughs> um i don't think it's a good idea no i mean that's if you if you knew who it's almost like how would you feel going out at night outside your front door if you lived in one of the da most dangerous cities in the world? It's not that all cities in the world are dangerous, but you live in a dangerous part of a dangerous city. But if you didn't know that, if you thought this was, you know, uh, a, a beautiful, safe and, and welcoming community, then you would go out at night and walk around not knowing who you're interacting with. And so I, I wouldn't go out into the night point my eyes to the sky and, and call and in lasers ET. and lasers and everything. Yeah. Else. I mean, you, you have to know who's in the world and the briefings from the allies of humanity. That's why they're here. They're here to basically give us 
the short answer on that on that epic question, really, of what's happening, why is it happening, and what does it mean? Who is in our world? There is a short answer to it. What's and the that's short what answer? the allies said. The, the short answer is that this is intervention. You're making first contact with predatory races in the universe, and you need to know why they're here, what they're doing, and undertake specific action and preparation for it. All the while knowing that your destiny is out there. Yeah. And this contact is in a way a step in that direction, in that toward that destiny. Yeah. So it's not a negative event. It's really a historic evolutionary event with negative with forces with negative intent. But the 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 promise here is is that we're meant to move in this direction of becoming one people on one earth in contact with other life in the universe. That's our destiny. That's where it's all headed. Um, but we need to navigate our first steps, you know, off the porch and onto the street. And our and picture no, of the street is like, way different than what it really is. Then that's what you're saying. Our picture of the street is different. Like this is like, sure. you know, to be free, you can't you know, engage, just... engage mm -hmm. in this. And if you do engage with it, you're going to end up being caught up in, like you said, you're, you're, you're free, but you're, uh, you're in a cage in a way, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I think of some of these, these parts of the third world where young people are struggling to have a normal life, like to go to school, be a kid, because there are gang, there are gangs in their neighborhood. And if that gang identifies that young person as a resource, they will do anything, literally anything, thus, you know, prompting a, a significant refugee crisis, even on, on this continent. So it's, it's kind of like that. It's, you know, we, we are meant to step out into our neighborhood, um, but we need to know who's in our neighborhood and what they're doing and how to wisely engage with them. And that who, who, but who, but an extraterrestrial observer or a divine observer could reveal that to us. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know any, no, even, even the governments of the world have no clue. They don't know what's going on out there. Yeah. Well, it's one thing I found about the writings is, is they're not they're not partisan, right? Like they're not saying, yeah. you know, follow this government or this type of group, or even it's very, even, even as far as environmentalism goes, it's, it's not uh dogmatic really. It's, 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 uh, and right. so what, so that's obviously on purpose. They're not getting you, you know, fighting against the other side or whatever. It's not, you know, left versus right kind of politics. It's, mm -hmm. it's like that on purpose. So is it, trying so how do we figure it all out ourselves then without being told exactly well that that i mean that that's that's a critical assertion that we we even need to that we have the right to and the ability to and and the allies this is where they put the power is they put it with the people the human people and with the individual i mean they they talk about our greatest strength moving into this universe of life and interaction not being our technology not being our cultural assets or our religions but instead the spiritual mind within us the universal and, and that may, the universal that may spirituality airy fairy that may sound airy fairy in the face of a very prosaic event like in human history but the reason they put priority on knowledge this spiritual intelligence is because that is the only part of us that cannot be manipulated and influenced by a greater psychological authority. I was gonna because say, again, love. going back to the universe, 
the universe is is competing and vying forces who are using influence more than force and they have found ways to generate power in a whole parallel reality to the physical and this again is called the mental it's the mental environment it runs parallel to the physical they these forces have found ways to harness power in that environment and here we are you know not very strong minded not very united not very clear about our priorities and we're very easily influenced not only at the level of like messaging or symbolism but literally thought and emotion yeah yeah and this is one of the activities of the intervention it's the allies of humanity call it the pacification program and it is literally to generate influence thought forms that affect human beings to pacify them to distract them and to lead them into conflict with each other um and that is behind some of the conflict you know that's flaring up in the world so so how do we develop that spiritual mind mind, yeah how do we develop that what are some tools then well you know yeah well um you know there's many names for it uh (laughs) this is not foreign or new to us we've long been talking as human beings about awareness or consciousness um or presence a spiritual presence there's so many words for this in many different cultures so we know what this is like and i think individually we all know what this feels like you've all known something you know like you're about to step into some place you shouldn't be and it's like some part of you's like don't do that and you're like arguing with it you're 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 bargaining with it mm-hmm. but this other voice in you is like don't do that speaks in short phrases to the point and it acts in your best interest and and of course we've gone against that best interest and we've lived out you know romances and business ventures as you know and that haven't panned out so i think every person can feel within themselves okay have i known something have i had like an inexplicable sense or confidence or certainty in something that I have followed. I think many people would would feel yes. They, they would recall those moments. And so Marshall, my father, his message to you through all of his decades of teaching and the revelations he's received is that that voice, that intelligence that's beneath the thinking intelligence, that has the power to protect you from the intervention and from any influence or manipulation from any physical entity, human or alien. And it has the power to lead you somewhere specific based upon your nature, your design as a human being, you individually, like where you need to be doing what you need to be doing with who you need to be doing it with people, place and purpose. That's, that's this knowledge can take you there. And so most, it's like the tip of the iceberg. I mean, mo- we've all we've all seen that this floating iceberg, but nobody has a clue how deep this goes and how and how actually like manifest and real uh, its its results are in the life of a person. So the, that's the challenge, though. How how do you separate out your you know your thinking voice, your egoic voice, like you were mentioning, and your intuitive yeah. voice? You know, it's like the the whole typical like devil and angel on one side, one side of your head on your shoulders. You know, how yeah. do you listen to the, to the angel, the right? So, because you, Darren and I were talking about that book you read recently called Surrender or whatever, where Surrender, it's, it's telling better. you to not listen to your voice, which I think, I think it's saying the same thing as he's saying is, 
you don't listen to your egoic voice. You listen to that intuition. But how do you tell the difference between that? I mean, that's the trick for yeah. me. I can barely feel stuff in my body, like or feel, mm-hmm. you know, how that. Like we were talking earlier tonight about feeling well, feeling those emotions you in your f- body, and you got to feel it instead of think it. Yeah. Does it feel? It's, it's not easy. And even if you can't tap into that exact emotion, you can usually tap into whether it's a positive or a negative feeling. Like yeah. but when your fear tells you, you know, like you're scared to do something, yeah. that's probably not your intuition. That's just your 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 fear response, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, to be totally honest, it's a journey. You know, no, yeah. there's no like instantaneous yeah. enlightenment or quick step you can take. It's just going to get you there DMT? or some yeah. like easy right. maxim, some like, some like, uh, a, a, uh, aphorism, you know, that you can say that just makes it so it's we, so we've, we've lived apart from this thinking, I'm sorry, this knowing mind for like a lot of our lives. And so it'll be a journey of some years to get back in contact with it. Yeah. But really, I mean, that's at the heart of Marshall, Marshall's teaching. And, you know, the central book of it all is called Steps to Knowledge. And it is a book of daily practice specifically to write an answer to this question, which is how do you actually find this experience of knowledge, hear it, and then follow it? Like, really, how do you do that? And, And so that's why there's a new message from God. Yeah. That's why Steps to Knowledge, the book of practice in the new message was given because the world is a noisy place. It's a challenging place. And, and, um, more than that, it's, it's undergoing forms of influence now that make it very challenging to feel knowledge, to feel the spiritual intelligence. So I think a pathway is needed and that that's what Marshall has given his life to uh, receive and to teach. It reminds me, it really does. I think, think that the whole Buddhist thing of mindfulness is, is a way there as well, which probably yeah. is overlapping with what you're doing. I mean, once you become aware of those thoughts and separate yourself from the thoughts, like you're the awareness behind the thoughts. So well, that's, that's where you're getting that message from. Yeah. That's like the yeah. first clue is that if you're, if you can observe those thoughts, then you're not, you're the, not thoughts. the thoughts. Exactly. Yeah. That's the kind of little mini breakthrough you get. Yeah. Yeah. So is that part of like, can you give us an example of something that's in that book on uh, the steps to knowledge? Like what, is is there like an example of the meditative practice you might do or what, what something? Sure. Well, I'll just, I've got it right here. PDF. I'll open it up and. um... It would seem like there's people all over tapping into this in different ways. Like, you know, athletes are maybe Mm -hmm. getting there with flow you know, when athletes or high level athletes sort of get in the zone, they're not really thinking about what they're doing. You know, there's no way they're thinking about, I mean, I was even watching some videos of some Mm -hmm. guys skateboarding last week and it's like, you know, those guys are going at such a rate. There's no way they're thinking Mm -hmm. that fast. No, once you, once you've practiced it, once you've practiced it enough, so it's second nature, then it can happen in that flow state. I think, Mm -hmm. I believe you have to have a certain amount of people are meditating attributes and practice psychedelics or, you know, I think there's probably like, you know, a dozen different avenues that people are using to get to that same sort of state. I mean, for some people, it's as simple Mm -hmm. as driving down the highway. You can get to the point where you, you know, I think when you get to that thing where you've forgotten about a hundred kilometers, that's because, you know, your ego took a nap or your thinking brain took a nap and you were luckily not in the ditch. Yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, there are many forms. There are many, I mean, there are so many ways to experience knowledge. I mean, 
You can experience it through your body. You can experience it certainly in your work, your relationships spontaneously. I mean, it's not, knowledge is not Christian. It's not Muslim. It's not of a certain religion. I mean, this is, this is the universal spiritual mind at the heart of all sentient life. And you are sentient. And so you have this. And how do you tap into it? Well, that's a great question. I, I think it can happen at any time. And it does. But in order to make it not just a random every month or two experience or every year or two, 10 years, you need some sort of practice. Yeah. You need some sort of way of knowledge. So that's, again, what Marshall teaches, the way of knowledge, which is the way of living in contact and in connection with this knowing mind. Um, and more specifically, in, in, the way, in the way of knowledge that Marshall teaches, it's the greater community way of knowledge. So it's how do you follow the way of knowledge in the world at a time when it is undergoing contact yeah. with a greater community of life? Yeah. Because that greater community will influence your, your mind, your thinking mind in profound ways. Uh, it will influence the landscape of humanity, all areas of our society. And so to function as a person of knowledge or a person motivated by this spiritual intelligence, you need potentially a unique preparation for that. So is, the so, that, sorry, is the spiritual intelligence, is that like unique to humans? Sentience. Or is, so as we're talking about all these Sentience. aliens running around, shooting up the place, mm -hmm. they're drawing from this same sort of thing, the same sort of... Well, we're we're well it's not a military takeover either, they say that, right? right. It's not a... They don't I mean, shooting everything there. That's how it starts. That's and say to, yourself, say to yourself that every human alive right now has this knowledge and could follow it. And then go take a drive around town. You know, yeah. Yeah, many but, people are not following this knowledge. Yeah. Some people are acting against it. They're they're actually like a force of dissonance against it. And so step out into the universe. I was going to say that so much has changed since he's been teaching this over the last couple of decades. I mean, things are more distracting now than ever. They're more polarized than ever. So it must, the cha you know, the challenge is getting oh, harder yeah. and harder. I can seems, see you know. like if, if I, if I was to, to be on board with that, then it'd just be like, I could totally see that. I mean, then that just means that they're, you know, running the, the film industry and the television industry. And then, you know, you could, you could easily see how there's an evil hand at play. That isn't just humanity. And uh, that's critical to see because we could easily blame one another and point fingers and then fantasize about life in the stars and, and who would visit our world and what they could give us. And I think, that's 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 the unfortunate and very easy trap to fall into, you know, is we're all kind of discouraged. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of problems in the world and the level of the problems are growing planetary problems like climate change, for example, and we're not taking the actions needed quick enough. And so you might look to an off planet reality as something full of potential possibility. Um, and it is. It is. And, and that's authentic to want that. But then you have to get down to like the real business again of someone's at your door. Who's at your door? The world is our house and we have an intruder in the house. Doesn't mean everyone in the city would be an intruder in our house. But the fact is we have an intruder and we didn't grant them access to this world. They're taking people against their will. They're working with our government's in different ways, divisive ways, without the knowledge of the people of this world, this is not a friendly force. And I frankly have to say, 
there's no evidence. There's no observable phenomena that suggests an altruistic intent by these visitors. What I mean, this we... is divide. This is divide and conquer, in a very subtle and intelligent way, without destroying the environment or the people. Um, so we have to deal with the intruder, and the new message talks about then what comes next. What, well, once you do that, once the intervention. We say no to that intervention. We take the steps required to eject it from our world. What happens? And that's that's the vision that the new message from God provides. That's a divine revelation about where this race is headed, the human race. I mean, what is our? What, why are we in this universe? Uh, now that we know we're in a universe of intelligent life, what do we do? Where are we going? And and that very inspiring vision is is what's presented. So is that like a 50% thing? Is it like, that's how it works? If 50% of humanity wakes up or, you know, for lack of a better word? Um, uh, less less than that. A lot less than that. What percentage um, do we need? Three. Don't know. I see what you But uh, small percentages of people have always moved the course of human history. Um, dedicated people, united people, and, and people who are moving, again, from knowledge, the spiritual intelligence. And that's what's kept good alive in the world as it is. Humans you know? being so, better humans? Humans following this deeper, well, this deeper motivation within them to do good, not to think good, not to, you know, try to change the world and make it better. No, to serve others, to help others, to give in ways that they may not personally have given, but they felt moved to give. I mean, there's so many examples of that. And it's every time you hear about that, you know, somebody jumps in the lake to save a drowning child. Somebody um, some, somebody goes across a border to help people not of their own culture or community. I mean, somebody acts out of that motivation. It's like, wow, it's like a light in the world. You know, it's like, wow, there's hope. Yeah. These days, and, I would say that just smiling at the guy that pumps your gas and looking him in the eyes is like a little bit of that. Sure. Absolutely. Goodness. And so be a, be a part of a greater force for good in the world. Um, but you don't do that by adopting a partisan position or a philosophy or a political agenda. Yeah. You do that by connecting on the inside. I mean, it all comes down to where are you coming from? I mean, if you're here in the world to take advantage of opportunities and uh, push an agenda that would benefit you personally and align with a group or a leader that would benefit you personally. I mean, it's it's logical self-interest, right? And fear of loss. It's a big motivator. Or on the other side of the fence, it's another motivation for us being in the world entirely. And this is this is kind of the motivation that brought you into the world. You know, this is why you're here in the first place. Because in the new message, it's it's said that we have come from a spiritual family beyond this world to manifest ourselves here at this time to give in a specific way with specific people, to, to give, to serve. And if that becomes your motivation, so I'd take 5% of humanity motivated by that. I take 2%. Um, and that would solve a lot, you know, because people being moved at that level, they're not going to use and abuse the environment. Um, they are, they're not going to promote human war and conflict over of one nation over another. Um, and they're not going to acquiesce to an intervention 
that's making claims upon this world and and degrading our own sense of self-worth and and native value you know they're not going to believe that either and so in a way it's this it's this knowledge within us and connecting with it learning what it feels like and sounds like within your own mind and following that that's that's the answer which then leads to many answers because knowledge like i said it leads to very manifest solutions very real tangible this is not airy fairy spirituality this is like this is like trenches spirituality aliens are not i believe i agree with that a hundred percent what do you sorry what do you agree with uh that the whole statement serve, that to, you just yeah, said about serving and, giving and, and yeah yeah. yeah with or without aliens that would make a, the world a whole lot of a better Absolutely. place pretty quickly and and basically what differentiates the allies of humanity from those others who are here is that that's what moves them that's that's why they're here Otherwise, Any chance they're like they're uh, scamming us? Possible. You never I mean, no, they could be manipulating to, our psyche. You have to keep psyche. your eyes open. Sure. Well, and but you know, when you go read the briefings, feel the tone of the message. Um, see what they're talking about. You know, is it even plausible? Because yeah. some of these ET messages are not plausible. You know, they're just claiming the moon and the stars and everything beyond. And just expecting us to believe. Whereas the allies of humanity are saying, here's the position of your world. Here's the natural universe you live in. And here are the forces you'll have to contend with. And in the end, only you should should claim ownership of this world and find a way for yourselves. Only you. Humans have to generate the solution. We, the allies of humanity, make no claims. We want no association, trade, or any other self-interest. There's nothing like that. It's basically their message leaves us with we, with what we know we need to do. So it, could that be manipulation? It could be, but why? I mean, yeah. who would who would come here and deliver a message that basically says your planet is at risk, your spiritual intelligence is your greatest gift, and you need to act now for your own survival, and only you can secure it. So... So unite, preserve your environment, and become a race of, of people who are uh, united and inspired, because that will help the universe once you step out there. And that's that's their message. So, and how do that, we? Ta- that how feels do we, valid to me. Yeah, I mean, it feels valid to me too. But how do we get people that are you know just getting on board now with you know the government and the media saying, hey, there actually is unidentified aerial phenomena and the, and the, you know, the U S Navy's yeah. admitted it and they're finally waking up to maybe some kind of, uh, you know, UFO in the skies. And, and now we're going to tell them they, you know, they've been here for decades and they're manipulating everything. I mean, that's a tough pill to swallow for people. You know, it is, how it can is, you, but it's how also, can we give them sort of more of yeah, that's tang- a tough something pill to tangible. for me? And I'm yeah. like, and you're on the front lines. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to me, the starting point is one of caution. It's one that sees the universe as a, as nature. So it doesn't, it's not a universe that defies nature, meaning like there's no competition in the universe. It's like, why would you start there? Why would you begin your inquiry into the UFO phenomenon thinking that the universe is love and light and that we are evil or dark or, you know, degenerate? I mean, why would you start there? You could end there after real inquiry, but the place to start is that, okay, our world is probably a rare planet in the universe we live in. That's what 
are that's what our science is telling us based upon findings of exoplanets, the rarity of Earth-like worlds in the universe. Now, there are others out there, but they're not common. That's a starting point. Second is um, somebody at some point may desire this planet. That's pretty plausible, right? I mean, if it's a rare planet, yeah. someone might want it. Yeah. Third, we human beings are destroying the environmental habitability and viability of this planet. We are doing damage, some of it irreparable, for millennia. And we are putting at risk our own survival here by poisoning our atmosphere and, you know, uh, <laughs> and, and more than that. So we're destroying this world. And now appearing in our skies are unidentified objects, you know, uh, unidentified aerial phenomena, whatever you call it, craft. And when you look at the research and the evidence, it's pretty evident some of that is not of human origin. And yeah. when you look at the activities of those craft flying over military installations, you know, zipping through the sky, not revealing through the their, their intentions, yeah. potentially taking people, potentially putting things inside of people, potentially killing or mutilating animals, livestock. What do you, okay. Hmm. So we, we, we live on a valuable planet. The universe is probably inhabited by not just us. Somebody may eventually want this planet or come here seeking something from it. And here they are, or someone is in our skies. And doing in our water, things and in our that, water and deep, deep yes. within our oceans too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and perhaps it's an intervention, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like the native, I think of the native peoples of this continent, North America and South America, when they first saw those tall ships, initially they thought, well, these are emissaries from the spirit realm. This is the prophecy coming true. Look at their look at their dress. Look at their the feather in their cap. Look at the ship. Look at the gunpowder. The horse. It's all new, right? And they associated it with their belief system, which is understandable. And then these forces, seeing those beliefs, played into them to gain access, to gain a landing point. All it would take is for someone coming to the chiefs of those villages or those dispersed tribes and saying, "Look." I know you think this or believe that or want that. This is who they are. They're here to take your land. They are. Sorry. And that's what the allies have done. It's a message. Uh, it's, it's, it is, it's almost like a, it's a communication, almost of a diplomatic nature, because it comes in good spirit. It comes to engage, um, but to inform us who are very confused about this phenomena. And so your question is a really important one. I mean, how do you get this kind of understanding across to those who are first finding out about contact? And to me, it's start with, start with the obvious, start where you should start. Don't start with extraterrestrial saviors or the return of Jesus Christ, the alien. Don't, don't go there. That that's not where you start. You start with nature you start with earth you start with the position the, the 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 environmental crisis on earth and then you work down from there and the logical series of steps to take is is what i laid out it's that we live in an inhabited universe our world is rare our earth-like worlds are rare 
Our world is desired by others. We are destroying our world. Others have appeared. They are doing things that suggest less than positive intent. And therefore, what are we facing? We're facing an intruder. Simple as that. And I think, I think many, many people can get that. Many people, millions of people, the millions of people who will learn about the UFO phenomenon in the years ahead, either because of planned disclosure yeah. or accidental disclosure or pure curiosity or community, you know, conversations like this, they can get that. It's like, yeah, we all know what an intruder is and, and why they intrude and what you do to what you do with an intruder. <laughs> you say yeah. no. Yeah. And you know, it's 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 confounding to see out there on the internet, you know, people, you know, harboring these beliefs, for example, about abduction, saying they had a sole contract to be taken, or willingly calling, you know, their their child uh, an indigo child, a star child, a a child that is the product of an extraterrestrial hybridization program, as if that's a good thing. I mean the. This is this is the lo- the loss of reason. This is the abandonment of ration to me. This is not where you start. Um, so my my feeling is that many people, the majority, who come in contact with the awareness of this phenomenon of UFOs or government involvement with off planet forces, can come to that very real logical conclusion that we have an intruder in the house. What about uh, God's message? What did you name it? Uh, was it? I mean, did you think about uh, the repercussions of saying God in the message, like that kind of thing? The religious connotations it comes with, or is this more of like, are you pretty specific in the message that it's a universal deity and it's not a dogmatic God of the earth kind of thing? Oh, it's definitely not a dogmatic God of the earth. Yeah. God, this is. The but I mean, message, you must have risked that a little bit using God in the terms, sure. right? You know? Oh, sure. We, we, you know, I, I get a lot of resistance yeah. and reaction to that statement of yeah. a new message from God. But this is not the old God, the yeah, God in the yeah. sky, father yeah. in robes in the clouds. I mean, this is, this is the presence that is moving life intelligently and unifying it across the universe. I mean, this, this is what gives order to life, meaning to life. Uh, it's it's not that this God, however, is you know governing the universe or is determining all events, because the new message, you know, it says that God set in motion the forces of evolution, and now those forces are running themselves. So <laughs> this isn't a creationist God that just you know sparked Earth and the universe within days or weeks. No, this is this is a, a divine presence that has been at work in the universe since before humanity ever existed billions of years working across billions of worlds who are never going to adopt our religious founders or saviors. They have their own or they have none. Yeah. But it's that God, that God is what has spoken again to this world. And it's the God of the greater community. And that's like, wow, that's a revelation in and of itself. It's that God is not a father. God is not, didn't make humanity the center of the universe. God did not choose one people over others. Uh, no, God is the creator of the universe. And that when you, when you begin to go into that kind of God experience, it's very liberating. Yeah. I don't have a problem with the word God. Yeah. 
No, I don't either anymore, but I can see how once, some people Once you know, know, right, once you know you're not talking about a human-created God, a God yeah, we yeah. have made in our image, you're yeah. talking about an intelligence that infuses all life. And the new message, it says that God, God is really the sum of all of this knowledge, this spiritual intelligence. When you, when you, it's all linked together. Yeah. It's all, it's like, it's like a network that has common direction and the nodes of the network are in each of us. Yeah. And that's why when you, when you find this experience of knowledge for yourself and begin to follow it, it intelligently brings you into purpose and into relationship. And it, it brings you, it takes you places you wouldn't ever think to go because your thinking is too small. Your thinking is human bound. It, you, we're not yet thinking in terms of a greater community of life, but knowledge is. Yeah. The spiritual intelligence, it knows about the universe. It knows about contact. It knows about the intervention. It knows the plight of humanity right now. And so when you respond to knowledge, it's responding to that too. And so in a way, it's the most intelligent choice you could make. Yeah. You know, some, some people would think, well, no, 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 it's, it's about knowledge, spirituality. That's wishy-washy, airy-fairy. That's, you know, that's the fluff. It's all about science and technology and governments. But, but what is the mind that is generating the decisions that determine those things? Because the world is the result of billions of decisions being made every day. Yeah. So what kind of mind is making those decisions? And I think we have to know that our, our mind, it does act in self-interest. It is inherently afraid of destruction, of isolation, and it is not yet aware or educated about the, the context for life, which is the universe. Yeah. The universe is the context. So I, I, in, in, a, in a kind of an amazing way, this spiritual mind, it is the most intelligent driver for, this, for the human race. And yeah. if more people could could realize that, my God, I need to be a part of that, I need to be a, a man or woman of knowledge, uh, then that right there will generate very unpredictable, very miraculous type yeah. kinds yeah. of things in the world. Hard yeah. to call. Hard to know what will happen yeah. when people yeah. follow that. Yeah, I can dig it. Where can our listeners track down the books if they want to read them for themselves? Are they available for purchase anywhere or online and PDF? Uh, they're form? available free online. Uh, newmessage.org is the is the new message from God, and we have almost all the books are up that we've published. Um, they're up there, free, free online. Um, Steps to Knowledge is there, and um, the Allies of Humanity briefings are also free online. All four books, and those are at alliesofhumanity.org. Are those available in audio yet? Um, the new message, well, the, the new message is, is the, the more recently revealed message is available in audio form. So you can, I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of the original MP3s of this voice, this angelic voice speaking through Marshall, my wow. father. Oh, wow. perfect. And so what you see in the books is what happened after he hit record. Wow. He hit record. This presence descended upon him and our family, and it spoke. And afterwards, he, he doesn't even often know what it said through him. And what it said is, in, is extremely coherent and um, reasonable and logical. 
and mysterious and inspiring and modern. You know, this is not the the old god of of the clouds and the skies, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and and the throne. Th- this is a presence, an angelic presence communicating a divine intent. And that's what the new message from God is. Right on. I do have one last question. Oh boy. Yeah. It might open up a can of worms, but here it comes. I don't want I don't want to drag us through this polarized trap, but how do we navigate the complex waters of stuff like climate change? Because, you know, they're about to start spraying. No, no, no. Let's just bear with me here because it's not as simple as you think. I mean, they're about to start spraying chemicals in the air to block the sun because of the supposed warming, you know, when Mm -hmm. the temperature records have been used selectively to show certain things. So, you know, this is a, it's a complex issue. I mean, I, I, I'm, we're all for the environment and to try and clean it up and to try and take care of it. But, you know, it's not as simple as an answer. I mean, are, you know, trees okay? They're somewhat renewable or, you know, like what mm-hmm. there's, it's, it's a very, very hot topic. So how do we ma- navigate that, you know, properly without well, falling into uh, traps of propaganda and all this kind of crap? Right, right. Well, there's what you know you can do already. Yeah. You know, I have two electric cars and electric bicycles and that's what I know to do. I, yeah. I can't burn gas very often. Yeah. I just can't do that. Yeah. That That's knowledge. Nobody told me to do that. That's not a philosophy or a political party that told me to do that. I just knew it. And one day it clicked in me. And that, that old gas junker, I just couldn't hit the pedal. I couldn't gas that thing anymore. So, I mean, that, you know, for me, that was, that was a moment of knowing that, that led to pretty big change, yeah. you know, in terms of my energy use yeah. and, and so that's that's available to people. Uh, there are solutions out there that are supportable. I mean, we need the forests to be preserved. They are yeah. the carbon sink. They are the lungs of the world. And so there are things to support. And But above and beyond it all, when you realize that we're facing intervention that has the power to enslave this world in time, yeah. a quiet slavery, a peaceful prison with hidden bars, mm-hmm that is hybridizing our race, that is affecting our genetics, our thinking. Really, this is takeover. This is a quiet, this is another organism taking over another organism. And when you see that, you start to look at other people, whether they're Russian or Chinese or from anywhere in the world, as like, we're really human. We're all, we really are on each other's side now. And a common threat I don't want to make a threat out of something that isn't one, but this is one. This is a threat. The intervention is a threat. And when people begin to realize that, some governments, some some factions in government have already realized that. Some are resisting this intervention already. When more realize that, that becomes the impetus, the landslide towards preserving our environment. Why? Because if our environment is degraded, we are vulnerable and we are not self-sufficient and we will need foreign technology to survive. And that will make us dependent on the sources of that technology. And they're not just going to give it to us. There's just, there's no free lunch in the universe where someone just gives it. No, it's like, what do, what do they get? Right. And the allies say you will fall into the sphere of influence of larger powers and they will breed out of you, your ability to know. Yeah. They will change your thinking. They will constrict your societies. They will ostracize your critics and your your free thinkers. And freedom, as we know, and it will be gone 
And we will lose the more or less the entirety of what we have created in our civilization, in all cultures, all the great works of humanity will be relics or memories or totally forgotten. Yeah. And that, I mean, think about it. Like how tragic if the world, all of the, all of what's gone on on earth, a lot of trauma, a lot of problems and pain and conflict, but a lot of beauty, like we are a spiritually rich race. And, and the allies say that by the way, richer than others out there, yeah. richer than the overall environment. We have gifts to yeah. give. We have assets to bring to the table, to our local region of space. How tragic if that multi-millennia investment in this race was eliminated. And if we quietly succumb to the intervention and continue to you know, go to war with each other and degrade our environment, that's what will happen. It feels close. That's what the allies say. It feels close. You know, so never. Um, yeah. we need to promote, we need to promote the preservation of our environment so that we remain self-sufficient in the universe. We need to promote human unity as often in as many places as we possibly can, because you can't step into the universe as a world of 180 plus nations. You step into the universe as one. Yeah. 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 And, and it's obvious that's where we need to go, but we need to go there. You know, like there are, and we need to go there organically. To though. We right need now. to go there organically, not from some government yeah. control. I mean, that's the truly that's the thing. And, yeah. and the urge to merge is right there in us. You yeah. know, it's 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 what gives direction to our own lives, our own personal lives. You know, to come into relationship. So we need unity and relationship with each other. And then, lastly, the allies call for us to become discreet in the universe. We've been broadcasting into space the entirety of our thinking and tendencies and behaviors and weaknesses for, for decades. And that has been picked up. Those signals have been, you know, picked up and that content has been viewed and we have been watched and analyzed beyond what we know. And so any, every way to, to get at a human being, to pull our strings, to penetrate our weaknesses to inflame our uh, our anger towards each other, it has been discerned and it is being used against us. And so that's the third and last and a challenging one is, is to become discreet, which is to seal our borders to space so that we can organize our world and slowly step out and 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 move in this direction that that is our destiny, whether wow. it takes 50 years or 300 years or 1,000 yeah. years. Yeah. This is going to happen. Yeah. But Build a wall. at the end of it all, at the end of all, you're either a client state of a greater power or you are a free world. Yeah. And the allies of humanity, they are races that chose the latter. They chose that unique and difficult journey of becoming a free world. And they know how difficult it is. And they look back to us, human beings, and, and they're thinking they're, they're going to need some guidance on this. Yeah. They're, they're going to need to know what they're facing. And, and so that's really what the briefings are. I mean, they're, they're almost, they're an act of, they're like bequeathing wisdom from a race that's gone through something to a race that hasn't. Yeah. Just like a human being, like an act of grace or wisdom would be someone who's been through life to, to, to give to someone who's about to go through life. And of course, but they don't give, like they don't give that young person the answer of what they need to do with their life. They don't make the decisions for them. They don't affirm that they're really weak and young and incapable. So let me, the elder, tell you what to do. Yeah. 
Okay, that's that's the intervention speaking. Yeah, yeah. The allies speaking is you are a young emerging world about to go through what we went through and only you can do it. And here are the keys. Here's your key strength. Here's what you'll face, some of it. But in the end, you have to know and you have to take the right steps on your own behalf. And that that's really, how wisdom is given. Yeah, you can't really argue with that message. I mean, it's very... Yeah. Yeah. I can dig it. Right on, Reed. Thanks for coming on, buddy. All it was, right. That was fun. Both. It was a fun chat. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm gonna check out some of that audio for sure. I enjoy your passion. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you both guys. Yeah, we'll put all the links in the show notes and stuff. We'll let you know when it comes out in podcast form as well. And yeah, yeah. thanks so much. Good. Okay. Good. Good conversation. Important. Yeah. 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 Thanks a lot. Come back sometime. Yeah. Let us know how we're doing in the yeah. war on consciousness. And uh We'll keep doing what we can here to try and wake people up one way or another. Good. Well, a huge gift and, and service is, is just to tell the truth about contact, yeah. you know, and, and share that logical uh, reason based nature based perspective with people who are finding out that, whoa, we are not alone. Yeah. That's huge. Right. Yeah. And people, people need some perspective, I think yeah. uh, around that discovery. Right on. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Okay, thank you both. Okay, take care. Bye for now. All right, bye guys. That was our chat with Reed Summers, son of Marshall Summers, the Allies of Humanity briefings. Uh, what? What? What'd you hoof? Is it hot here, eh? No, it's just it's, it's a very interesting chat. Yes, I agree. No. Some of that stuff is a little out there for me, but, uh, I mean, I agree with the solution either way. I mean, the funny thing is, is that if the aliens aren't doing all the stuff he's talking about, we're doing a pretty good job of doing that to each other anyway. I know. So it's, it's like weird, but everything he's saying is happening, whether it's, uh, aliens or humans. The thing is like anything that's like now that I'm in this paradigm of project blue beam and all this and like this fake disclosure movement, like anything that's about to unite humanity as a planet, I'm like skeptical of now, you know, is that how they're going to unite the planet? I mean, Except I've Trump. always said that, you know, I don't want to get political and all that, but they were going to bring out disclosure. You said that? I, I think that. What did I you think say? That, you were, you're political like every other episode. This is different. They, like I've I've always said that maybe that's the trump card. Pardon the pun, right? Is to glo the globalist trump card is we are being invaded. Like, what if they? But they're the ones censoring all the free thought and all that too, right? And pushing <laughs> globalism. It's like this big conundrum, right? If they were to bring out no, Project Bluebeam and say like, "Hey, we're being invaded." Like this guy's saying, "We're going to be we're being invaded right now." This is like Project. This is could be considered a version of Project Bluebeam. It's not a, it's not a hologram in the sky. It's, it's like teachings that show we we're being intervened upon. So that would unite the globe. Couldn't the power structure use that to get their globalist agenda? You know, that's, that's, that's where my skeptical brain goes. Like, I like, like how that. you tried to sneak in your climate. Uh... <laughs> well, yeah. Cause that's a challenging issue to me. You know, I know it is it's big time. And you too. I mean, we live in Alberta. Right? Our economy is suffering because of the climate change. Didn't go the direction you were Hopes. hoping, did it? No, I didn't want it to go in any direction. I just wanted to legitimately ask him, how do, you, how do we navigate that? He's like, 
just biological stuff. Okay, fine. So what happens when... How do you charge it? Well, not that, but, you know, we're pretty susceptible in this technologically based to some sort of EMP or or a, what's that Carrington well, event? Well, like what happens if that happens? Elon yeah. can just shut your car off. There's that too. Well, you can't shut your bike off. I mean, you could ride around on an electric bike. I don't know. If you have the line bike, they could shut you off. Yeah, I could be making could. a getaway on one of those scooters <laughs> just, and they could just <laughs> stop, boom, <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> you know, have you seen the guys collecting the scooters yet? Oh, all, it's all over my house, man. It's right here. Oh, yeah. A bunch of, is there people yeah. in your building that are like chargers? No. Because you get paid to charge them. Right? I'm just in a house. I'm not in a building. I mean, you get paid like 10 bucks to charge them or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know they get parked nicely on the street uh, afterwards and stuff. I don't know if they're told where to park them based on algorithmic like locations that are the best for people to pick up. We, should, I mean, we could be charging probably, scooters all over the place out here. Should pick them up, start charging yeah. them start here. Start charging yeah. them. We'll rent the whole bay. We'll just charge scooters nonstop. Fuck podcasting. So, anyways, that was a that was a great chat. It's really it's interesting for me because I'm going out making contact, right? Wow, you're part of the problem, a, buddy. I'm part. Of the <laughs> you are causing problems. You're probably there, like you're giving away our secrets. Yeah, I'm not being very discreet. Hey, come and see us. Yeah. Come and make contact. Exactly. This is problem. No more C setting in for ground. That's it. Shutting you down. I'm still doing it. We didn't get to talk about my squatch, and we'll have to do that next week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Anyway, big thanks to Reed for coming on the show. Big thanks to you guys for listening. Even bigger thanks to those of you who support the show, help keep the podcast rolling so that there is a podcast instead of no podcast, which would be the opposite of having a podcast to listen to, which would be terrible. And who would help you fight off the aliens and give you all this fantastic information. Support the show, grammarica.ca slash support. Review the show, grammarica.ca slash iTunes. Anything else? That's it. Spam Graham. GrahamAcramerica.com. Yep. And other than that, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Fade into black in war and romance A deep sleep painted dream Draining nebulous memory Your fortune cookie Took me to a mountain top It was a lovely haiku The waitress walked by with a mop soul is pencil thin and you got coal in your stocking go out and be charitable now that's a win-win situation when your soul is pencil thin and you got coal in your stocking go out and be charitable now that's a win-win situation your fortune cookie took me to a mountain top it was a lovely haiku the 
waitress walked by with a mop. Remember that was the day we went to watch the marathon. We met up with Greg and Ella at the finish line. They make such a cute couple. I think their babies will be beautiful. Your fortune cookie took me to a mountain top. It was a lovely haiku. The waitress walked by with a mop. Tell them Felix sent you there.